The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. For Pat, Christmas, of course, busy time for all, but a particularly busy time um, for uh, the fire brigades around the country because there's more naked flames available over this period than probably any other time of the year, whether that be people cooking more than they otherwise would, whether it be candles, whether it be open fire. So to talk a little bit, about fire prevention this festive season. We're joined by Senior Executive Fire Prevention Officer Mark Doyle from Dublin Fire Brigade. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Anton. So, an awful period for you, candles everywhere, open fires? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's a bit of a mixed bag. You know, we have, for example, Christmas lights. We're, you know, suggesting to everybody to use low, low heat LED lights and low energy lights wherever you can. Um, which is obviously at less risk than some of the lights of the past uh, where bulbs might have gone and things like that. For example, candles, you know, we're suggesting to everyone to use maybe reusable LED candles over real candles where they can. Um, if you do choose to use a real candle, you know, ensure that they're placed in a holder, um, maybe one metre or so from anything flammable and out of reach of children and pets. Uh, you know, don't place a candle on a surface such as plastic or fiberglass. You know, it might melt through, especially tea lights and things like that, which sometimes we get a call out about. And never place a candle on, in or near a real Christmas tree. Well, real Christmas trees, I assume, are like tinder, particularly the drier they get towards the end of the season. Well, I heard Shane this morning actually on radio talking about his Christmas tree. And I have to say, you know, if you have a real Christmas tree and you water it, you know, with this little base, you can get water, keep it nice and wet. You know, it should be okay. If you put it up a little bit early, there's a chance it could dry out, but it's all manageable. It's about managing the risk around the tree. So if you have an open fire, for example, you keep it away from the tree. If you have maybe candles, you keep it away from the tree. And big thing about the Christmas tree, you know, if you're you're using a Christmas tree, try and check the cables before you put the lights on, you know. Um, Sometimes, you know, if if, if, if you do, uh, use overload sockets or overload um, the electrical uh, area. You know, you, you want to try and keep to check things before you do, uh, before you install the lights on the tree. And that's where the LEDs are so handy. You're not wrapping um, 220 volt cables around the Christmas exactly. tree. It's much lower voltage. What then about open fires? Because I assume there are people at Christmas who either light the fire when they wouldn't at any other time of the year or they light a fire in the good room when they otherwise wouldn't and there could be all manner of stuff left in that chimney. Yeah, this is a, this is a critical thing about the chimneys. You know, during the year we wouldn't be using the tr- chimney necessarily in summertime. So, you know, you might get maybe debris or birds' nests or things like that. So it's, it is good to have your your Christmas your chimney checked at least once a year. I mean, another big part of it is by checking it out, you'll, you'll look at things, is something coming away inside the chimney? Maybe a little bit of the, the, the plaster that's coming away and it's exposed brickwork. And, you know, we had a little incident in our own home a few years ago where we had some carbon monoxide spilling from a, tree, a, crisp, a chimney that had been repaired, but the flue was, was slightly damaged. So, you know, it just shows you these things are, it's important to get them checked out at least once a year. Carbon monoxide. What about both carbon monoxide and smoke alarms? Carbon monoxide is is it's it's odorless. It's an odorless gas. It's tasteless. You know, it's one of those things where what the, the effect of carbon really on our blood is it takes away the oxygen. So if we are asleep, it puts us into a deeper sleep. So really, the key there would be to have an alarm. So in, in carbon alarms, for example, you're putting it close to where you might have. Uh, a boiler or a cooker or something that's uh, generating heat. Uh, for smoke alarms, you know, smoke alarms are great throughout the house, throughout the home. Heat alarms in the kitchen, you know, if you have the turkey on and maybe it's burnt or something like that, you want to make sure that the, it's it's not activating the smoke alarm system. So really smoke alarms throughout the house, uh, heat alarms then generally in the kitchen and carbon where you're close to things like uh, boilers, flues, chimneys and fireplaces. And presumably if you have them 
don't take the batteries out of them when they start squawking when you're cooking. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's always, you know, sometimes Santi as well forgets to bring batteries and I mean, that's a key factor. So it might, you know, for toys and things like that. So it's just to ensure that we have batteries in the home and if we do take a battery out for whatever reason, we shouldn't really, but we have a, re- we have a replacement, you know. What about cooking? Because there's more chances of people having crowded cookers than uh, they probably would at any other time of the year. And there may be some who are doing things like deep frying that they normally wouldn't do, all of which brings hazards. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, kitchens this time of year, there's a lot going on. There's a lot on our mind. You know, we're trying to cook lots of food. We might have guests and visitors over. So it's really about safety in the kitchen. You know, maybe having a little safe area in the kitchen and not leave, you know, cooking unattended. I think things like, you know, where we, we might be dressing up over the Christmas, you know, wearing, you know, shorts or, or uh, sorry, or loose or loose fitting sleeves, you know, they're more likely to catch fire and get, you know, if we're if we're close to a flame, for example, a gas hob and the likes. So, you know, I'd keep the area around the stove clear of towels and papers and potholders and the likes and, you know, cook at the indicated temperatures, you know, where you can, uh, you know, keep a pot lid handy, you know, to smother a pan fire and don't attempt to pick up the, the, the pot or the pan and especially where it's oil or grease because, again, if it splashes, it could burn and uh, not to put water or anything on it because it, it'll create, make the fire worse. Well, on that latter topic, the, the fire as a response response to um, chip fans. They, they, I've seen a number of videos of that. It is extraordinary when people try to fight those fires with water. It is. It's extraordinary. And if you check out our website, you'll see some of the videos that we have. Uh, and again, we, you know, we, during the year, we have Fire Safety Week and we bring in schools. And we, we had a school competition there last year. There was a lot of winners in the mansion house and some of the children displayed the grease. You know, not, don't, don't put water on your grease pan fire because it does. It can, I mean, when you put grease on a, on a water on a grease fire, it, it could, the flame itself could, could go as high as the ceiling in an instant. So it is quite frightening. So in terms of uh, whatever about fire prevention, what about fire response? Do you recommend that people have fire blankets? Do you recommend that they have extinguishers? Absolutely. I'd say fire blankets are a great idea. You know, if, if you're stuck, you don't have a fire blanket and you maybe have a large wet towel, something like that to place over maybe a pot or a pan that's on fire. But but generally, fire extinguisher is good to have around the home. A really good one maybe to have is a powder fire extinguisher. Uh, the, like the CO2 would be good for electrical items. Uh, water is good for soft, small things like maybe paper fires. But it's, a powder will kind of cover all base. And, you know, you'd pick up one maybe from your local DIY store, that kind of thing. Um, with the blankets and with uh, other safety, the best thing to do is just have a little plan, have an escape plan. Uh, always have a, a, a back out. So if you do use your extinguisher and it is used up and the fire hasn't gone out, make your way out towards the nearest exit. In terms of a, an escape plan, is there any best case scenario in the or best practice in the worst case scenario, as in, if you do have a major fire, do you close the door to the room? Should you have a, an escape route already in the head? Absolutely, Anton. I think that's that's the key. You know, we have a saying about, you know, close before you doze. You know, this is at night time when you're going to bed, maybe close all doors because what tends to happen with a fire is you get a lot of gases and smoke that will spill into a space and maybe obstruct your escape route. So by closing all your doors, you're keeping the fire. You're also containing the fire into a little smaller area. It hasn't got as much, much oxygen. And if you do have an escape plan, it, it means that things like keys, you know, have a, a location. Maybe if you have visitors over and you maybe have keys for a front door or if you have keys for a back door, you know where those keys are at night. If the alarm does go off and you do need to plan your escape. What do you do for Christmas Day when you're on duty? Well, Christmas Day is always a special day. You've got like Christmas turkey, depending on who's on, of course. You know, you have people sending in lots of treats and cakes and pudding. And, uh, you know, we, it's, we tend to put on... I would have thought having had a lot of Christmas turkey and having had pudding and having had ham and having had... When, when the bells then go off and you're required to leap up and move into action, that must be very challenging. <laughs> Very challenging, but I think, you know, we'll have multiple Christmases around the station and especially on multiple watches. So we're never short of turkey, ham, Christmas pudding and cake. And is it a busy period for you? 
it can be it can be a busy period you know um, it's one of those things where with chimneys and that you know we see a lot of chimney fires and especially over Christmas time people using their chimneys again and accidents do happen and, and, and thankfully a lot of the call outs are relatively small and people we're advising people you know if you have an incident maybe to call us out as best just to be set on the safe side and the number we normally recommend people ring is 999 as we'd all know and the, and the new, new number which has been used a lot lately is 112 the European number well, it is great work that we do and we hope that a uh, big thank you to everybody who is going to be on duty across the Christmas period. Mark Doyle, Senior Executive Fire Prevention Officer with Dublin Fire Brigade. Just